Live from Nashville, Tennessee, this is the Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. Big sky, bright stars, pinion pines on the breeze, sweet memories of old New Mexico. All pines on the timber line where the San Juan River flows, reasons to go to old. Mexico Campfire at twilight As the sun goes to rest once again Moonlight and starlight And I still hear your name in the wind Blue sky Blue eyes The call of the canyon of fog I'll follow a star to old New Mexico. And I think that uh, actually uh, Ranger Doug wrote it, as I recall. Great, great song. Um, great, great song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, speaking of Ranger Doug and Riders in the Sky, they uh, they were on the Opry last night. And um, they have a brand new stage, brand new sound system there at the Opry. And uh, uh-huh. I, forgot, I forgot how many bazillions of dollars that they spent on that sound system. <sighs> <laughs> but it is absolutely great, and uh, and Riders in the Sky are great. Those guys are International Western Music Association Hall of Fame members and great friends and members of the uh, Tennessee Association here in, in Tennessee, so great, great song. 
How's your blue sky weather out there in Albuquerque right now? Well, um, actually, the sun is peeking through. Um, it looked like we were supposed to be prepared for rain and thunderstorms right up to 4 o'clock, but now it looks like maybe at 2 o'clock and then high winds, which we've been experiencing over the last several days, high winds. So really not too bad. No, Not a lot of signs of spring here yet, though, believe it or not. All right. All right. <laughs> well, everything, everything is blooming here in Tennessee. And if I lose my lose my voice, it's because everybody has allergies here in Tennessee, and uh, dogwoods are blooming. And I mentioned the other day the forsythia is blooming, and the buttercups are out, and everything is looking gorgeous. Mary Kay will be cutting the grass next week, so that's exciting. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> things are looking beautiful. But uh, we have a fun, fun show, fun, fun show today. You know, we are celebrating Women of the West this month on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. And tell us who those Women of the West are today. Today we have Mary Kay Holt and Valerie Beard, both award winners. And we're excited to host them and to kick off this month. Well, it is going to be a lot of fun, and uh, and not only is this the second day of March, uh, already, Bobby, already the second day of March. Can you believe that we're already into the end of the first quarter? Unreal. I know. I know. Unreal. Crazy. But, <laughs> but today also is Texas Independence Day, and uh, did you know Mary Kay was born in Texas? I did know that. But many of our listeners may not have known that. (laughs) Mary Kay was born in Texas and then uh, grew up in Mississippi before she traveled out west and lived in uh, Utah before I was able to move her back here to Tennessee. But this is a great song from her album, Take Me Back to Texas. And when we come back, we'll be talking with Mary Kay Holt and Valerie Beard today on the Campfire Cafe. Darling, you have popped the question that I have been expecting. But before I answer yes, I have one little request. Take me back to Texas when the blue body bloom. I will be the bride. You can't be the handsome groom. We can hitch our wagon to that lone star above In a state that's as big as I love Should you take me back in autumn where the hill country rolls? No, 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 no Should we tie the night in summer where the Rio Grande flows? No, no, no I 
winning Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. We just heard Mary Kay Holt perform her original and the title track from her album, Take Me Back to Texas. Well, today begins a special month of broadcasts we're calling Western Women. Each Campfire Cafe will feature two talented performers, each with an engaging personal story and music or poetry to share. On this first program, our guests are the award-winning Western Women musician Mary Kay Holt and poet Valerie Beard. Let's start with a little something about Mary Kay Holt. Returning guest, Mary Kay's music is a mix of Western folk, traditional Americana, and Western swing. A multi-award winning singer, songwriter, and performer, she returns to the National Cowboy and Western Heritage Museum on April 15th to be a presenter again this year at the Western Heritage Awards Ceremony, a big honor. And we're always excited to welcome her to the show. Valerie Beard also joins us, a rancher's wife, teacher, writer, crew cook, quilter, and reader Valerie and her husband, cowboy poet Floyd Beard, live in southeast Colorado and run Corriente Cattle. Valerie was nominated for two 2022 IWMA Awards of Excellence. Her album, No Better Life, was nominated for Cowboy Poetry CD of the Year, and she was named the 2022 IWMA Female Poet of the Year. Please welcome to Campfire Cafe today's special Women of the West, Mary Kay Holt and Valerie Beard. Welcome, ladies. Thank thank you you so much. much. (laughs) <laughs> we the same Did you just plan that or what? I'm, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Well, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. This this is going to be so much fun visiting with the two of you, and uh, and I know the two of you enjoy each other's company as well. But uh, taking back to Texas, Mary Kay was actually a Wrangler Award winner, wasn't it? What was that two? 2017? You know, I'm not sure of the year, but yes, it is. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a great, great album. So we're going to be playing a lot of uh, a lot of music from that. And then, <clears throat> excuse me, Valerie's No Better Life CD is her first CD. Absolutely phenomenal. And excuse me, I'm going to have to clear my throat just a minute. My gracious, these allergies here in Tennessee are 
catching up with me. But No Better Life is a phenomenal CD, and then Female Poet of the Year. What was that like to have the first CD and then to be named the Female Poet of the Year for this past year? Oh, my goodness. It was just such an honor, Gary. I I was pretty overwhelmed. I, I didn't expect anything like that. And to be to honored by my fellow performers was, was just the best. Well, it's very, very deserved. And, uh, and it was kind of cool to uh, have those nominations and uh, kind of put Floyd in his place a little bit, I think. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he has just always been so supportive of what I do. So he was excited for me. Well, I know he was. I know he was. You guys are an absolutely great couple. I want to go ahead and get to the title track from the CD. This is No Better Life, Valerie Beard. And uh, we'll be back to talk with Valerie and Mary Kay in just a moment on the Campfire Cafe. The old faucet drips as slowly she sips her coffee in morning's dull glow. Storms rage in the battle, she's home with the cattle. The temperature reads five below. The wind was a blow and it was still snowing, she stepped out to do morning chores. The snow is a drifting with icy snakes sifting. A solid sheen sealed the barn doors. Wet flakes stung her face. She steadied her pace, her scarf danced an icy staccato. Wires thrummed out a wail, trees bent to the gale. Barney moaned a mournful vibrato. Inside it was still. She forked them their fill, they nickered from stalls safe and warm. She calmed down their fears, scratched soft neck and ears, then plunged right back into the storm. The truck started rough. Though it was enough, she'd loaded the bales night before, then drove from the haystack with two dogs in the back and one settled down on the floor. A drift to the knee, she broke the gate free and plowed into the sheltered corral. With no cows in there yet, a feller could bet that old horn rip would soon be her pal. Was it worth the chance to play the gate dance just in case the old Jessies came in? She rolled bales to the ground and glanced round at the sound of that old horn cow just sporting a grin. Horn sallied right up and started to sup on a bale that she'd jerked to the ground. Ignoring the cow, the wife furrowed her brow and spread hay with a vigor newfound. Confronting the cow, she knew that somehow she must wrestle that bale on again. With a wave and a yell, old Horn could just tell it was time to move on in the pen. Now with the cow gone, she tossed the bale on, the dogs hunkered down by the spare. She crawled back in the truck, spun out through the muck, back into the rime-frosted air. Her cowboy's away, thoughts with her today. He worries for her with the chores. They'd warned of the squall that arrived at nightfall, and he wished she could just stay indoors. Back home in the gale, she knows without fail the ice and the tank will be frozen. A lick of the axe and several hard whacks. She thinks of the life that they've chosen. Shards flew here and there, spray froze in the air, ice chunks were soon scattered about. 
cows filtered in slow, they all seem to know that she'd be there for them, there's no doubt. Cows walk to the hay, a bovine buffet. She's glad they'd come in from the range. Two years in the drought, but they'd never sell out. She knew others might think it strange. Stood watching them eat as the wild wind beat at her clothes caked and frozen with snow. Then, after a while, walked off with a smile and thought no better life she could know. Valerie Beard, No Better Life, the title track from her album of the same name. Ladies, um, I find that title, No Better Life, so fitting for both of you in your own way. And I would like each one of you to kind of tell me what is it about your life that fits that title, No Better Life. Valerie, we'll start with you. I know we just heard it in the poem, but I think your, your life overall, you know, No Better Life. You know, we we have been able to choose what we wanted to do, and you know, just been blessed by God to watch over and and take care of us as we do these things. And um, Floyd and I just love living where we do and and having the the freedom to do that, and that just makes it a wonderful life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Mary Kay, um, I was going back over some of your blogs and things, and it feels like where you are right now, perhaps um, No Better Life is a good tagline for you as well. Do you want to speak to that? Yeah, I do. You know, I love the poetry that we just heard, the poem, No Better Life, um, because I could I could feel it. I've I've lived it as well. You know, I've I've been out there, you know, doing the chores at below zero temperatures, and it seems like that's in, anything that's going to break is going is breaks in that temperature, you know. <laughs> and uh, so I've I have that experience, but it's just very interesting to be in a very different place here in Nashville. Um, and yes, it's a different life. It's a different life than than I experienced when I was taking care of, you know, a herd of horses every day and working up at a ranch. But this is a life that's also very beautiful because I love music so much. It gives me an opportunity to be around the music industry. And Gary and I just have such a love for the music. We're really enjoying, you know, what we're, our work here. And, uh, yeah, that's how it, I think it would apply to me. Mhm. Mhm. Um, Gary, what's the next song? Uh, I'm just double checking the next song. Maybe we should have Mary Kay set it up. Well, this is a song called "Grit, Grace, and Balentwine." And when she was talking, I was thinking about the fact that uh, when she and I uh-huh. got married, we got married back here in Tennessee because her parents actually live here, and all of her family does. And of course, this is home for me. And then we moved. I moved to Utah, and I was just thinking about the uh, the mornings in the snow and the cold when I was going out with her to help feed the horses and, and haul the hay and break the ice. And, of course, I did plenty of that back here in Tennessee with my own uh, my own horses. But uh, it was kind of cool to watch her 
uh, flew with the horses and, and breaking the ice. And, and uh, this kind of reminds me of this song that we're going to get to. And as a matter of fact, I can remember when Mary Kay recorded this song, she actually sent a rough copy that we played the very first time before it had been mixed mm-hmm. and mastered. And so it's kind of cool. But this is Grit, Grace, and Balin Twine. Tell us about this one, Mary Kay. This was inspired by a little ranch girl that I met um, out on the road, and she just was so proud of her life. And there's that confidence that kids have when they grow up in the ag business because they have they have real responsibilities that affect the family income, and they have a they have confidence because they know they know they can do things. They also have an ease talking to adults. And anyway, it was just so neat meeting this whole family of ranchers and um, realizing that with the, the life that a ranch family chooses is often a life of having to make do with what you've got. And it's a life where you don't necessarily have a retirement to look forward to. And I just included all of those elements in this song because I was seeing it everywhere, not just with that family, but with so many families that are, you know, making a living in agriculture in the West when profit margins are so slim and water is not a guarantee. So that's what inspired this song. Just a little side note to that. Mary Kay, you had mentioned, uh, Bobby, earlier that she does blogs, and she does great blogs and vlogs. But it was kind of cool because the blog that she posted the other day that I was looking at, and I can remember this, that one of the horses had backed up into a supporting beam out in Escalante and had broken it, you know, backed up. And and you've had that happen Mm -hmm. too, Valerie, I'm sure, where horses just kind of back up and they end up breaking something. But uh, it was a photograph of where she had (laughs) taken baling twine and had tried to repair this post with baling twine and you know that it was not holding very long before it had to be replaced i but could it was have gotten a kind of, band-aid that would have been as effective it, it probably would have but it was it's just you may it made me think about that but anyway this is great grace and baling twine we'll be back in just a moment on the campfire cafe they said that you can't wear boots and the ones that don't. I believe, darling, you and me hold steady in the boot category. Goodbye, city life and nine-to-five living. Our corporate meetings are held in our kitchen. You can't beat our sweet retirement plan. Don't get sick and work as long as you can. This is how we hang and rattle, raise my kids and raise and cattle. Let loose on Saturday night, two steps under neon lights. Our life is good, kind of crazy. Keep it together, you and me, baby. Cause the trick of the trade with life and wine is great, great, and bailing twine. They say to make it pay, you gotta roll with the season. Make do or do without knowing to sell and when to keep. Our best insurance is in. Duct tape, utter bomb, and super glue. Give us this crazy life with nothing at all. Our American dream delivered with a draw. That's right, y'all. This is how we hang and rattle. 
based in northern Arizona. And when we introduce it, um, we talk about how really it's not about just where the ponies come to drink. It's about the relationship with a man and his horse. And you'll hear that at the end of the poem. But I wanted a, a poem on the CD um, that Floyd and I performed together because that seems to be a it's a real popular thing when we're at gatherings and, and we'll do this together. And this is my favorite one that we do. So, Well, this I is a favorite so one of mine as well. So this is Where the Ponies <laughs> Come to Drink. It's Valerie and Floyd Beard. We'll be right back. Up in northern Arizona, there's a ranger trail that passes through a mesa like a fairy lake with pines upon its brink. And across the trail, a stream runs all but hidden in the grasses, till it finds an emerald hollow where the ponies come to drink. Out they fling across the mesa, wind-blown manes and forelocks dancing. Blacks and sorrels, bays and pintos, wild as eagles' eyes agleam. From their hooves the silver flashes, burning beads and arrows glancing through the bunch grass and the grama as they cross the little stream. Down they swing as if pretending in their orderly disorder, that they stop to hold a powwow just to rally for the charge. Which will take them close to sunset, 20 miles across the border. Then the leader sniffs and drinks, with four feet planted on the marge. One by one, each head is lowered, till a yearling nips another, and the playful interruption starts an eddy in the band. Snorting, squealing, plunging, wheeling, Round they circle in a smother of the muddy spray. Nor pause till they find the firmer land. My old cow horse, he runs with them. Turned him loose for good last season. Eighteen years hard work his record. And he's earned his little rest. And he's taken it by playing, acting proud and with good reason. Though he starched a little forward, he can fan it with the best. Once I called him, almost caught him. When he heard my spur chains jingle, then he eyed me some reproachful as if making up his mind. Seemed to say, well, if I have to, but you know, I'm living single. And so I laughed, and in just a minute, he was pretty hard to find. Some folks wouldn't understand it, writing lines about a pony. For a cow horse is just a cow horse. Nothing else most people think. But for 18 years, your partner, wise and faithful such a crony seems worth watching for a spell down where the ponies come to drink valerie beard and floyd beard where the ponies come to drink from valerie's wonderful um, poetry album no better life and we are talking with valerie and mary Kay um, this morning um, Valerie, I have a, um, a question for you. Um, there is a wonderful book of poetry that was released just a couple of years ago. It's got a great title, Four Aces, Four Aces <laughs> and a Queen. <laughs> and um, you have six poems in this book. Do you just take a moment and tell us, tell us about this book and how this came to be and who were the, um, the who are the four aces? We know who the queen is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll start with the four aces. It's uh, Floyd, my husband, 
uh, Terry Nash, Dale Page, and uh, Dennis Russell. And I don't know, maybe 10 years ago, we were in Albuquerque at the IWMA. And um, they were just kind of standing around. And I just said, you know, you guys need to write a book together talking about the four guys. <laughs> and um, by the time we finally got around to writing the book, they said, you know, you had the idea and you have to be in the book. And and I argued with them. I said, no, 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 this is the four aces. And it just needs to be you. But they would not relent. <laughs> so <laughs> I put a few poems in as well. <laughs> so then we had to come up with, okay, where's the other part? And it's the queen. And I'm just, oh, my goodness. <laughs> you, must, you must be kidding. It's <laughs> uh, a wonderful book. It's a wonderful book. Um, Mary Kay, I think um, we're going to play uh, one of my favorites, Cowboy Walton Across um, Her Mind. I want to be sure I get the title right. Yes, and it's from um, – it is on your 2018 Wrangler Award uh, traditional Western album, Take Me Back to Texas. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about – oh, this is such a beautiful song – about this song? Oh, thanks. I um... – this is one of the very first songs that I wrote, actually, and I'm not quite sure who I was listening to at the time, but I was listening to a particular song that had an interesting chord change, and I was just barely learning how to play guitar. So the, the chord progression in this song was inspired by that song that I was listening to at the time as I was learning how to play my guitar. And I was also reading a book called The Life of an Ordinary Woman, and it's um, an autobiography done by a woman who grew up in various mining camps throughout the, the West. Her name was Ann Ellis. She was a wonderful writer, and her book actually inspired more than just this song. But <laughs> in her book, she was talking about, um, I think, her first you know, teenage love. And, and she said that the rest of her life, she would get up and get dressed and fix her hair just in case she saw him, you know, in the street that day. Not that she would do mm. anything about it, but she wanted to look nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I thought that was funny. And so it just kind of inspired how, you know, um, that first love can, just the sweet memories of it can kind of, you know, be a blessing in your life. And so that's mm-hmm. what this song's about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, this is Cowboy Waltz and Across Her Mind by Mary Kay Holt. We'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to the Campfire Cafe heard around the world at equestrianlegacy.net on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, and Spotify. Just search for Equestrian Legacy Radio. Sixteen the summer they met by chance He was an out of town cowboy just there for the dance And he smiled as he walked her across that wood floor And he held her hand tightly as he led her to the door Led her to the door 
And he took her one, two, three, one, two, three out in that night. Gave a sweet, simple kiss under August moonlight. Many memories are lost, but the one she can find is that cowboy waltzing, waltzing across her mind. children and a home of her own and she loves them like thunder with a heart that is true but sometimes at night that cowboy's memory comes waltzing through and he takes her one two three one two three back to that night and that sweet simple kiss under August moonlight. Many memories are lost, but the one she can find is that cowboy waltzing, waltzing across her mind. Her life is Just an out-of-town cowboy and true love first king. Oh, the flower of youth is faded and flown. I'm a woman is old and a widow all alone. As she rocks on her porch, she smiles and she sighs. And you can see a cowboy when you look in her eyes. And he takes her one, two, three, one, two, three, back to that night. And that sweet, simple kiss under August moonlight. Many memories are lost, but the one she can't find. That cowboy waltzing, waltzing across the mind. Is that cowboy waltzing across her From the album Take Me Back to Texas, that's Cowboy Walson Across Her Mind, Mary Kay Holt. And uh, we're visiting with Mary Kay and Valerie Beard today. We're featuring Women of the West all month on uh, the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. And Valerie, I don't know if I've ever asked this, but uh, you and Floyd, how many, how many acres do you have here in Colorado that you're ranching? Um, we have a pretty small place, Gary. You know, um, 
considering the the country that we run in. We run on about a thousand acres here. Uh, so, yeah, that's pretty small. Uh, if you're in Tennessee, you know, that's it, half the state. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but it really it doesn't support that many head of cattle, and we like to be able to just um, just keep the cattle that we can run on the place and not have to lease out. So. We keep our, our herd pretty small. Yeah. How, how many horses do you have there? Um, we have two horses, but they don't live at our house. They live at our daughter and son-in-law's place because they have a lot of horses. And um, when we go on the road, then we don't have to find someone to come and feed the horses. I understand and that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, our place is situated. We have live water year-round that we don't have to break ice in the winter. And oh, wow. That's, <laughs> I know that's a blessing. That's, yeah, and it is. so, you know, when we go on the road, we can go and not worry about the cattle. They, they're going to be fine. But horses are, would be a little bit different. So they stay at uh, Luna and Casey's place. All right. Are they pretty close? They're just about an hour away. Okay. That's not bad. That is not bad. Yeah, not not too bad. Well, the next piece of poetry that we want to get to is one called Where Ponies Fairly Prance. So tell (laughs) us about this poem. I'm so glad you asked about that one, Gary, because (laughs) um, when we came to look at the place about seven years ago, there were two Mustangs standing at the gate, uh, both white Mustangs. And, wow. you know, they just kind of hung around while we looked at the place. And then we found out later that they went with the place. <laughs> oh. So they would, they would stay here. But um, the Like family, the Like brothers had gotten them um, through the, I think, the um, – Mustang Adoption Program, right? and um, they had used them some in um, some feedlots in northern Texas, and, and they had also done some roping on them, but mostly they just roamed the place, and so, you know, this thousand acres here, they pretty much had the run of it, and, you know, that, that's how they ended their lives, was, was just on the place, and uh, that was about the passing of that last Mustang, but even more than about the passing of the horse, it was the passing of an era because the Light family came here about 1877. Oh, wow. And And we were the second name on the deed. Wow. So they had had the place forever. They owned a, a good portion of the country around here and over time had just, uh, sold off and some had moved on or they had passed away. But um, this was just my way of honoring the Like family and the horses that they they ran because that's what they were known for was horses. Wow, wow. Well, it's a great poem. It's Where Ponies Fairly Prance. Valerie Beard. Three vultures graced the crossbar of the gate on that gray morn. Their presence an announcement of death, grim and forlorn. He had died there in the corral, pretty close to the gate, where, when it was feeding time, he'd often stand and wait. There was no sign of struggle, a snake bite or a blow. 
I guess his band was calling and he felt the need to go. His eyes had seen their first light, a Mustang on the plains where the sage and sand give wings to the spirit in his veins. In time, he found a soft hand that calmed his need for flight and settled in with cowboys that savvied his birthright. The gates had all stood open so he could freely roam these canyons for 30 years, a place that he'd called home. But time declares dominion, saps strength from horse and man, leaving them tired and weary, looking back where it began. Today, he heard the thunder, his angel band's hoof beat, looked forward to the meadows where the grass grows green and sweet. We'll no more see his soft eyes or catch his wary glance, but we know he's wild and free where ponies fairly prance. I love that, where ponies fairly prance. And uh, Mary Kay, you had a couple of Mustangs. How did you acquire those? Are you talking to me or to Valerie? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm talking Mary Kay. Where, you had a couple of Mustangs. I was just asking, where did you get your Mustangs? You had Bandit and Lady. <laughs> well, I've been told I shouldn't tell the story because it's kind of illegal. But um, <laughs> kind of illegal, yeah, that's the, the term that I was given. But uh, my son Nathaniel was um, cowboying out on a place near Goblin Valley. It's a big valley, and uh, they have solar wells that are put in. And so the Mustangs would come in and, you know, water with the, the, the cows. And so this wild band would come in and, and water, and the owners that he was working, my son was working for, they noticed a mare that was about to foal, and they thought they knew maybe who the stud was. It was a good, it was a good horse out there, and so they decided to bring her into the feedlot uh, for her to foal, and she had a beautiful, really long-legged colt. And so my son called me one day and he said, hey, mom, you know, you can, if you can bring the trailer out here, you can have these horses. And here are the two words that you should never fall for. You can have these two horses for free. (laughs) 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 For free. Uh, That was was the cheapest part of the deal. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd seen the colt. I knew he was had a pretty confirmation, and um, I don't know a lot about horses, but he was looked good to me. And so those are my horses. I mean, the, my kids had grown up with other horses that they had cared for, but I was always busy with babies and children. So these are the first two horses that I really got to work with and fell in love with them. You know, got to that's how I acquired them. And uh, yeah. Yeah, I can remember uh, there was some conversation that you were having at the time on Facebook, social media, about whether to name uh, that mayor Beyonce or not. So I was happy to see that you named her lady, <laughs> not Beyonce. <laughs> uh, gosh. Anyway, but they now have a good home up in uh, the northern part of the state of Utah, and they're making some young people very, very happy. So that was a cool yeah. deal. 
All right, we're going to get to another song. We are going to run out of time, and I've got more music and more poetry that I want to get to. But uh, real quickly, uh, Luckiest Cowgirl, can you tell us something about that? Well, you know, I was getting some um, – I had some people in the music industry in our really tiny little Western genre that, you know, you want to please everybody, but I just I just couldn't seem to – I don't know. I, I made – I this these people, this person just did not like me. And so I was feeling cheeky when I wrote this song. It's really about just um, just moving forward in your life and, and not listening to what – any negative things that people may say. And this is a song that I hear back from women so much. If this is a song they listen to on a bad day. So I feel, I feel like this song is doing what it should do because it doesn't encourage you to be ugly. It just encourages you to move forward. All right. Well, this is Luckiest Cowgirl. It's Mary Kay and it's from the CD, Take Me Back to Texas. We'll be right back. Get me down. I just put on my pants, bulletproof dress, hold my head up, walk right into town. I'll even stop and swap some houses with every living soul that I meet. Cause I'm feeling so rich, it's my fondest wish that everyone can live a life so sweet. Cause I'm the luckiest cowgirl in the world. I'm giving life to sin. Why would I wait through a life of care? If I were any lighter, I'd be walking on air. I'm the luckiest cowgirl in the world. I've got the sunshine in the morning and moonlight at night. I've got my boots, I've got my fling, I've got the man, I've got everything. I'm the luckiest cowgirl in the world. clouds gather, I know just how to handle glitches, I just gather up some stars, seal them up and make them dark, my rainy day supply of starlight and wishes, I'd even have the nerve to be thankful, for everything in life that goes wrong, cause every single lesson is really a blessing, what holds me down, won't hold me down for long, cause I'm the luckiest cowboy. I'm giving life a spin, I'm giving it a whirl. Why would I wait through a life of care? If I were any lighter, I'd be walking on air. I'm the luckiest cowgirl in the world, that's right. Got the sunshine in the morning and moonlight at night. I've got my boots, I've got my fling, I've got my man, I've got everything. I'm the luckiest cowgirl in the world.
They were comrades in hours of gladness. They were friends in the hours of need. They were close at our side in the blizzard they battled the mad stampede. No monument tells their story. No words from a poet's pen. But they carved the scrolls to their memory in the lives and hearts of men. Their faces gleam in the embers as we rest in some far-out camp, alone, with the sounds of the night wind and the picketed horses tramp. We thank the all-wise creator that we met with them here on earth, those characters bold and daring and strong in their sterling worth. For regardless of fame and fortune, we know when our lives are through, we'll meet with the God that made us and the souls of the friends we knew. Roses bloom again in spring and so who've gone before. Well, it has been so much fun to have you, Valerie, and you, Mary Kay, join us for this very first episode of Women of the West. And and I know our audience around the world has enjoyed this as well. But Valerie, tell us where people can get your poetry, uh, maybe Floyd's, and, and where they can see you next. All right. Um, you can find me at my website, www.valeriebeard.com, and um, you can message me there as well, or my um, email, valeriebeard2019 at gmail.com. And okay. uh, Floyd is at febeard, as in floydedwardbeard.com, and I think his website is floydbeardcowboy.com. All right. And where All you, right. where you can find us next, um, we'll both be in uh, Genoa, Nevada, at the Western Heritage Days there, and then Salado, Texas, in early May, and also at the Western Heritage Classic in um, Abilene, Texas. Oh in, wow! Uh, wow. In May, so those are ones that are coming right up. All right. Well, be sure and get out and see uh, Floyd and Valerie if you can. And Genoa is always a whole lot of fun. So that's first one coming <laughs> We're up. looking forward to that. Yeah, it should be great. We'll have to let Mary Kay tell you about what not to do while you're there. But uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Mary Kay, tell us how we can find you and we can find your music and where you'll be next. Well, you can find me at MaryKayHolt.com. And my schedule is on there as well. And uh, my music is on there. You can download music. Um, my my blog is, um, I've been writing in it weekly, and so that's in there. If you sign up for my newsletter, um, you get a free download of music. You can also find me on social media. And quite often you can find me in Gary Holt's posts. So, <laughs> Want to know what I'm uh, that's that's too funny. That is too funny. Well, thank you both for being with us today. And uh, we're going to close out this segment of the show with one from the album.
take me back to Texas. It's called the Pray Preacher. And when we come back, it's going to be time for Saddle Up America, and we'll be talking with our good friend, Mr. Robert Eversole, the Trailmeister, today. We'll be right back. Thank you, ladies. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. Every shade of somber from a squint down to a saunter And his coat an old confederate gray To the curious crowd he spoke aloud In a sonorous voice he did say I seek not for commerce, no vices I crave I've simply come for souls to save Cause if you're going through hell I've been there as well Till I heard Jesus calling my name Won't you come take my hand Join this blood-washed band Are you ready for a mighty change? Ah, nothing's been the same Since the prairie preacher came to town His eyes a strange hue Of otherworldly blue most folks thought, oh, he must be insane. But the net that he threw was only meant for a few. His eyes searched for the souls he could claim. The banker in town looked down at the ground. If he confessed, what would folks think of him? But there were two young brother miners from South Carolina who stepped forward to lay down their sins. They said, we've been through hell, we see you've been there as well. We hear Jesus calling our name. So we'll come take a stand with your blood-washed band. Yes, sir, we are ready for a change. Ah, nothing's been the same since the prairie preacher came to town. Her hair was piled up high on that hot 4th of July Her cotton dress, it clung to her skin She was used to a roughness, a callous kind of toughness She was used to the low company of men But with a prairie preacher's words, something in her heart stirred And she knew that she could not deny it God's love found a way on that hot July day she stepped forward into the light She said, I'm going through hell I see you sitting there as well I think I hear Jesus calling my name I'll reach out my hand Join your blood-washed band Lord Almighty, I'm ready for a change Ah, nothing's been the same Since the prairie preacher came Thank you. 
true frontier fashion, they took straight action, but the only water to be got. Where the horses were tired, they moved them aside, and those folks were baptized right there in that trough. With that shallow immersion came a mighty conversion. There was weeping for joy when they were through. Our twenty souls were claimed out there on the plains in a town filled with brothels and saloons. That Independence Day, that Christian band all rode away. They left in haste without a sound. Then thick as boiling sin, dark clouds came rolling in, and the wrath of God itself came howling down. That is no distortionist to the biblical proportion of the twister that tore down that town. Oh, nothing's been the same since the prairie preacher came to. Welcome back to Saddle of America on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. I'm your host, Gary Holt. Our co-host is Bobby Bell out in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and our good friend, Mr. Robert Eversole, the Trailmeister, is with us today. Hey, Robert. Hey, it's good to be here, although I've fear that it is much warmer for you guys were at than I because it's snowing to beat to beat the band here right now. Oh my goodness, it's snowing where you are? <laughs> yes, imagine. When you're along the Canadian of, border, things like that happen. Yeah, oh, what kind of temperature do you have today? Uh last time I checked it was like twenty seven, twenty six, something like that. It was a warm day. Oh my goodness gracious. <laughs> and and where are you, Miss Bobby Bell? Where are you, Bobby? I think we're now we're in the 40s, I think. It looks really gray out there. I kind of like the way it looks, um, but I think we're probably in the 40s now. <laughs> yeah, well, 43. We're just, we're, just 60, we're just 65 here in Nashville, so it's like a heat wave. Oh, my. But, uh, yeah, we set, well, we set records. We set records last week up into the 80s, mid-80s, and so. Uh, but we'll pay for it. It'll cool back down again. It'll cool back down. <laughs> Yeah, hey, we, was we, nice. It was nice. 65 is nice. It's pretty pleasant. But uh, So we missed you last month. Our whole show, the day that you were scheduled to be on, was lost because of Technical no Internet service. Yeah, no Internet service at all. And so then I was forced to go out and find a new carrier, and now we have fiber optics, and things work beautifully. So Excellent. Glad Glad to have you back, and thank you, because this is not your regular scheduled week. Backcountry Horse of America normally here, and, and they were sick and, and uh, had no voice. So thank you. Thank you for but, taking course, the time to join a, us today. Of course, enjoy the chat. Yeah, yeah. So you've been on the road. Didn't you just get back from been. the uh, yeah. Rocky Mountain Horse Expo? The Rocky Mountain Horse Expo in Denver, Colorado. Denver, Colorado. Yep. How uh, was it? It was very nice. It was very cold at first. Uh, <laughs> and there was a thing called a big winter storm. I forget where they – you know, you always wonder about the names that they have. For, everything has a name now. Was it Winter Storm Olive mm-hmm. that went through? Oh, um, wow. 
Yeah, so it took me took me two and a half days to get there. Um, yeah, I I got to see. Uh, well, no, I guess I guess I did not get to see uh, asphalt as I was driving down the interstate in Utah. <laughs> it was oh, wow. there was no one ice. Uh, but got there, had a fabulous time. Uh, I got to chat with a, a lot of people, um, which was wonderful. And then I had a cinch clinic on Monday there in Denver as well. Mm-hmm. So I saw mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I saw that. So that was a hoot. Well, let's talk yep. about cinches right now for just a little bit. You just keep getting better and better and better at that. Oh, and you've got very classes kind. that are going up everywhere. I mean, you've got classes everywhere you turn around. Yeah, a little east, a little west, a little north, a little south. Uh, you know, I'm having a ball with it. You know, well, like I said, it's snowing today. I got home yesterday afternoon in time for more snow. Missed oh, a lot wow. of snow while I was gone. So, and let's face it, I'm I'm for a July. I, I can't be expected to go out in the, the cold and the snow to ride, ride work the horses. I'm going to stay in the fire and make arts and crafts. You and the leg, you and the leg lamp from Christmas Story, huh? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And if I could figure out how how to make a leg lamp design on a cinch, I would. <laughs> oh, you're, you're funny. Well, you know, it's interesting that you're talking about cinches. You did a very interesting Facebook post um, earlier this earlier in February. You gave us a little bit of history on how old um, how 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 old the whole craft of the of the cinch you you want to cover because we do talk about cinches on this show with you but i don't think you've ever really shared a lot about its background or even exactly what it is for some listeners that maybe don't know well yeah i mean let's face it a cinch is just a belt for a saddle you know you can hold that thing on other unless you have really really good balance uh but when you're making a cinch uh, really, all you're doing is making fabric. I mean, you got a warp, you got a weft, and it's it's the same thing that people did in the Paleolithic times. Was that 27,000 years ago? I think it was a mm-hmm. pa- Paleo history. Uh, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and in I think it was in France. Uh, you know, they they found you know remnants of fabric that somebody made. You know, almost 30,000 years ago. I think that's really cool. We're continuing a craft that has been around, you know, since we lived in caves. Um, mm-hmm. And, and you know, and, and, you know, you don't have to. I mean, thank heavens, you know, we, we have companies that make these, these products now. But, you know, I, I started making cinches when, uh, you know, well, to save some money is when I couldn't find what I wanted on the shelf. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, but it's, it's an... The, the the craft itself is eons old, and, and if you look into, you know, well, heavens, Bobby, where you're from, you know, that whole desert southwest area where you have the Navajo weavers and whatnot, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, some of the mm-hmm. some of the things they're making is so. I mean, it, it, you know, I think I'm pretty good at making good utilitarian objects, but 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 some of the people that that are really masters of the craft, I mean, that's oh. art. Yeah, that transcends you look at the, That is art. Yeah, the in, the intricate design, and um, yeah. you know they're not working off a computer graphic. You know they're keeping that all in their head, and right. um, 
the colors and dye, you know, getting the right color in the dye and Mm-hmm. Uh, it can take um, it can take it for for a, say a Navajo textile, depending of course on the size. It can take a long, long time to complete. Oh yeah, uh, and it's all in the imagine the creative spirit. It's all in exactly. the, you know in the imagination. Mm-hmm. So, and, and then I see yeah. the, the people in my clinics that are that are making because you know we, we, it's a basic cinch clinic. It's nothing fancy, nothing special. But uh, the way some of the people in my clinics are putting their cinches together, oh, heavens, you know, that's art as well. And like I tell them, you know, mm-hmm. at, at, at the beginning of the clinic, today we're going to make the very worst cinch that they will ever make. Uh, <laughs> you know, the first time we do uh-huh. anything is rubbish, right? Uh, yeah. So the second, the second cinch they make will be the hardest because I won't be there, you know, you know, in person to to help, but they'll have the book. The third cinch is where I think the magic really starts to happen. But but so on Monday, you know, had had a had the group and just the the designs that they were making were just beautiful and the color combinations just fabulous. Me, I use colors, but only so I can, you know, Ruger has blue stripes and his cinches. Coco has orange. <laughs> Yeah, Yeah. and and that's about as far as I go when it comes to pretty. (laughs) I I need to to up my 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 artisan level, I guess. But I mean, Mm -hmm. you can take it. You can you can get as fancy or 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 as plain Jane as you want, and I think that's kind of a that's kind of a nifty thing, as well as getting, you know, the right length and width. Um, At all of my Mm -hmm. clinics, we wind up having long discussions over the whole cinch size, um, you know, topic. I'm a big believer that a lot of us are, are running cinches that are much too too wide for our critters. I, I know I certainly used to. Um, you know, everybody likes the big roper cinches because they distribute all that pressure, you know, from, from the cinch uh, tightness. Unfortunately, a lot of our critters don't have that, uh, that cinch pocket. Um, that is wide enough to uh, accommodate some of those big wide cinches. Uh, oh. Sometimes it, yeah, I mean, it, the cinch has to fit, you know, in that cinch groove, that cinch pocket. And, you know, if your cinch is starting to kind of roll over a little bit, maybe you should try a little bit, a uh, little bit narrower. Uh, Coco, you know, who we've talked about a million times before, she's running a nine strand cinch and I'm not putting white hairs on her. So okay, so yeah, so, nine strands. So you're actually sort of counting out how many, yeah. The the exactly. width is based on num- a number of strands. You're figuring that right. out. And yeah, and I mean a, a rough rule of thumb is you know de- depending of, of, upon your 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 cordage um, is about a quarter inch per per strand. So and oh. that, that has a little bit of variant how how, how tight you 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 string them and stuff but that that that's my general rule of thumb about a quarter inch per cord um but again i mean all of our critters are 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 unique individuals and and they work hard for us and i i think we ought to make sure that what they're wearing uh fits them properly we go Mm -hmm. into I mean, we we go to the nth degree to make sure our saddles fit, but what about the belt that holds the silly thing on? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you're doing when you're doing your class, Robert, how do you instruct 
the uh, the students in the class as far as uh, uh, the width of the of the cinch? Well, I I tell them they need to you know check out Bubba and and and, and get a good idea how how wide that cinch pocket is and 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 then examine the cinches that they're already using and like i said if those cinches are starting to roll in you know around that you know that 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 armpit area that's Mm -hmm. generally where where they start to roll a little bit then see anytime you get a roll that that's a a lump of material right right what Mm -hmm. causes sores and white hairs so if they're Mm -hmm. getting that little bit of a roll next time you make a cinch let's make it two two strands shorter so in your classes, yeah. So in your classes, you're giving them basic instruction on how to do the cinch, and then yep. when they go home, then they have to kind of check out their horse or their their mule and determine exactly. how wide the second one should be, right? Exactly. Okay. I mean, for the first cinch, I mean, it'd be that that'd be a heck of a lot of work <laughs> to try to figure out with them, you know, online or via emails before the clinic um, what a proper width would be. Um, And since the first cinch is rubbish, eh, it'll be fine. I ask them to to send me measurements of the cinch that works best for them right now. Um, And that generally does does okay. Um, And then, well, well, heavens, they leave the class with with the skill set to build hopefully a million more. It makes okay. my heart so happy when people send me pictures of, you know, cinch number four or five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, are you, know. you doing, are you doing any online classes? You just mentioned online. So are you doing online classes as well? No, no. You know, I thought about it, but heavens, Gary, you know me. I'm kind of technologically inept. I, I, I no, no, you're pretty good, my friend. No, you're pretty good. I don't know why you're yeah. saying that. <laughs> yeah, oh, you're pretty sometimes good. Sometimes I feel like I'm, I'm not quite as good as I could be. No, the whole idea of doing something online when it's so hands-on, I'd have to have like 15 mm-hmm. different cameras and all different oh, arrangements. Gotcha, gotcha, you know, gotcha. And, and, yeah, so no, in person. And, and if it's in person, then, you know, then we get to chat and, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not yet. <laughs> and yeah. 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 Um, how many people do you normally have for a class, Robert? You have I an ideal size. Yes, uh, ten to fifteen. Ten, okay. Fifteen people is about the most that I can I can do and and, and keep kind of control of the class because it's a lot of information over the. It, it's not hard, but there's certainly a knack and a learning curve. And and if we want to try to get the class done in a day, then then uh, about fifteen is about the most I can do. And, and okay. you know, for everybody to have a good time. Uh, you know, Mondays was very nice because there were only uh, what eight people there, um, and that was that was really nice. We we had plenty of time to, you know, chat, have little side conversations, as well as you know, achieve the objective. So, but yeah, if, I would in a perfect world, I'd love to do like a, a full weekend, you know, grab people two for days, four hours one day, four hours yeah. another. Uh, okay. It, you know, it's hard. It's hard to find time. People are busy. Yeah. Well, and it, yeah, it just works out much better to grab people for one day instead of two. 
Okay. All right. Well, I want to yeah. take I want to take a quick break. We're going to listen to a song, Bobby. I had planned to do uh, state songs today because we started uh-huh. out with New Mexico. <laughs> now we're going to go to Colorado, and uh, this is a great song by the late and the extremely talented and good friend, Mr. Don Edwards. It's called Colorado Trail. We're going to come back and talk more with. Robert Eversole, the trailmeister, in just a moment. the country right now, I guess, with these expos, when you do, what are you talking about? Well, uh, at the in Denver, I did, did my favorite clinic, the, the ABCs of trail riding and camping. Uh, so that's one of my favorites. But I have a brand new one this year that I'm really kind of pleased with. I, I, I call it Untamed and Untraveled, Why K2 
capital W wilderness should be in everybody's bucket list. And we talk about uh, why, you know, congressionally mandated wilderness areas, you know, they belong to all of us and why we should take advantage of them. And we yeah. do it through the words of John Muir. So kind of, kind of, kind of happy with that one. Um, so th- this, I guess it was past the, having all the days run into each other. It was either Friday, Saturday, <laughs> or Sunday. And uh, I got to do that one for the very first time in front of a live audience. And it uh, went over very well. Um, so we get to talk about, you know, if you're going to use John Muir's quotes, you need to talk a little bit, uh, a little bit about John Muir and how he went on the very best camping trip ever. In 1903, he and President uh, Theodore Roosevelt, well, actually, the president ca- called, wrote him, <laughs> On his cell phone, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, on the cell phone. He he sent a a text message. Yeah, uh, by satellite phone. Yeah. yeah. He asked him to go on a a camping trip with him in in Yosemite. And uh, so Mr. Muir, being very busy, uh, arranged uh, the the trip. And the very best part of it, he, uh, uh, President Roosevelt, Got rid. He, he he got rid of his security entourage. You know his his posse. Um, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, for for the trip, but he kept the cook. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. He kept the cook. Uh-huh. And yeah, and went for a, a three day camping trip uh, with John Muir, and the direct aftermath and result of that camping trip was when he got back to. D.C., he and Gifford Pinchot, uh, the first uh, superintendent of the Forest Service, they started mapping out um, national parks and wilderness areas. That's kind of the start of the whole thing, this famous yeah. camping trip. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so we take that, and then, um, like I said, we use a lot of I, – I think Mr. Muir um, – Put in put into words what a lot of us think, especially how I think about wilderness areas. So we've all seen the uh, uh, the coffee cups and the T-shirts. Heavens, I have it on my tack room wall. The mountains are calling, and I must go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you ever mm-hmm. heard, heard that? Well, that, that's a yeah. quote from yeah. John Muir. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. it, it, it's been shortened. Uh, the entire so, so the mountains are calling, it and I must go. It, it sounds like, hey, I'm going to go on on, on, a, on a vacation, right? Um, the entire quote, which he wrote in a letter to his sister, uh, is, "The mountains are calling, and I must go, working on as I can, and studying incessantly." You know, to me, that full quote um, makes you know going into the wilderness areas not only a fabulous, fun thing but also invokes an obligation to help uh, protect and, and preserve these areas that we have access to. So it changes yeah. the, 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 the meaning or the scope a little bit, but I'm getting in, into my, my, my geek side. So. <laughs> well, that's all right. That's, that's okay to be geeky sometimes. So as yeah, you're, as you're so. talking about that, I'm, I'm just wondering where uh, in this country – have you not written that you would like to? Do you have a destination that is like, I've got to do this before I'm gone? 
Yeah, every place really. I mean, I've I've had the the, the opportunity to write lots of places, and I'm ever so thankful. But there's so many more places out there. Uh, and this time of the year, I really want to visit Bobby. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I want to, want to visit Bobby this time of the year. In the fall time, I want to ride in Tennessee, Gary. Well, fine, um, man. We'll go up to the Big South Fork and do it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just a matter of getting the Bubba's south and east and all that other way. But th- we have so many. There's 806 wilderness areas in the u.s now most of those you know by volume or area i guess not volume uh most of those are in alaska but we still have so many areas in the lower 48 uh to experience and and for me it is that capital w wilderness uh you know for for bicycles machines aren't allowed you know you, you see fewer candy bar wrappers and it's just a little bit more of a of a wild experience. But yeah, yeah, I will take you both up on that. All right. And maybe mm-hmm. even I'll cook. Oh. Hey Bobby, how about that? Hey. How about that? Hey. How about that? How about that? Well yeah. we can plan that. And uh I think I haven't mentioned this. I may have mentioned this to you, Bobby, but I think that we're going to take a group of about eighteen out to the Palo Duro Canyon. In oh my, that, that's uh, Texas, mm-hmm. right? Palo Duro? Texas, yeah, just outside of Amarillo, outside of okay. the canyon. Texas. Yeah, so I think we're going to take about 18 folks out there for a, for a little uh, excursion, and we'll that have more like to talk about time. that. Yeah, but that should be great. We'll talk a little bit about Quanta Parker and uh, some of the history in that area as well. Wow. So, and you know, and it's you know the the history of of these areas. You know, I mean, it's one thing to see that the, the fabulous geography and, and the mountain passes and the and the deserts and this and that. You know, the bear's butt going across the next ridge. Um, but the history of some of these places, I think, is just just fascinating. I mean, you've got Juana yeah. Parker there in Texas. You know, here in the Pacific Northwest, we have a lot of the first. Uh, you know, different First Nations people, right, uh, right? As well as a lot of, you know, we have a lot of mining remains here that mm-hmm, I think are just mm-hmm. fascinating. As well as, I guess, in the desert, desert Southwest, and I'm, I'm still a little miffed because I, I, I know I'm, you know, on the uh, Backcountry Horsemen of America on their date. I'm still a little bit miffed with them because when I rode with them in the superstitions, <laughs> they did not show me where. The uh, the famous Dutchman's mine was, and I know that. Oh, uh oh. Well, you know, even back here, the... back here in the east, back up through the Big South Fork, uh, it was a tremendous area of mining, and uh, the railway system that went through the Big South Fork National Forest, and and mm-hmm. of course all the lumbering that was done up there. But when you go in and you see the remains of cabins that had been in the area, or old grave sites that yeah. are in that area, you know, then they're just out there, you know, can't get exactly. to it any other way except horseback or, or uh, on foot. And exactly. It's amazing history. Folks, it is. It's tremendous. I was talking with some folks in Denver, you know, because a lot of them, you know, are in that Four Corners area, you know, the mm-hmm. Moabs, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the Canyonlands. 
and and to talk with them and about you know hearing their stories about making camp and you know finding a pot shirt you know that's thousands of years old as they're making mm-hmm. camp you know yeah. mm-hmm. that yeah. type right, of thing right. and, and seeing the uh, the uh, not is it petroglyphs you know mm-hmm. the, 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 the 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 wall paintings the you know yeah yeah mm-hmm. I mean that kind of stuff it's just phenomenal just it's pretty phenomenal. amazing it's pretty amazing. Yep. Well, we'll plan a trip. We'll plan a trip, and we'll talk about it next time. But uh, I Listen, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today, and uh, and we're looking forward to, golly, Moses, that'll be April when we're back together again. Yeah, wow, April. Yeah. <laughs> unreal, unreal. And trail riding season, I mean, the trails here in Tennessee, unless they're just muddy muddy with all the rain that we've had you know people are getting out right now and uh and they'll be doing that all across the country before you know it before you know time of the year when when i think snowbirders have the right idea so the floridians and the arizonans and the new mexicans that's right that's right you know and here i am I'm complaining about it, but yet I haven't pulled the truck out of the barn yet. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, you know, it depends on where you are, what you're going to get. and uh, Exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and I've got friends that are posting pictures, and it's like, man, I'm glad I'm in Tennessee right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Robert, good to have you with us, and we look forward to talking with you again next month. Thanks so much for being with us today. You just pulled our... Bacon out of the frying pan or whatever that expression is. <laughs> Glad to help. Always a joy to chat. And you guys have a fabulous day, and I will talk with you in April. All right. Look forward Sounds to it. Good. We're going right. to listen to a song by our friend Mickey Furman, and it is from her award-winning album, her Wrangler award-winning album, Westbound. You ought to see oh, Wyoming. I thought you were on a state kick. <laughs> you ought to see came to Texas, hired on to run cattle, a finer cow hand I have never known, but how he loved to tell us that the country didn't suit him, and there was nothing about Texas could compare with his sweet home, he'd say. If you think that guy's blue, then you ought to see Wyoming on a clear September morning. Why it's bluer than the sea. Someday I'm going back there at the end of all my roaming. I'll turn this pony loose and never leave. Yeah, you ought to see Wyoming, yes sirree. Toby rode through Dallas with its big hotels and streetcars. He said it's fine, but it ain't no Cheyenne. And I'm toward San Antonio Through the rolling hills and valleys 
Toby shook his head And we heard that tale again If you think them hills is tall Well, you ought to see Wyoming Where the Tetons hold the clouds Around their snowy peaks You ought to see Wyoming yesterday. A storm blew up one evening, so we closed in round the cattle. All we could do to calm them doggies down But they broke loose when it thundered And when the dust and herd it settled I saw my old friend Toby A bleeding on the ground Boys, don't that sky look blue You reckon it's one and the paintbrush blooming in a field of green. Well, it's time I had it back then, cause I'm mighty tired of roaming. Just turn my pony loose and let me be. Wyoming, that's Mickey Furman, and that is from her Wrangler award-winning album, Westbound, You Ought to See Wyoming. So I can remember, Bobby, she was over here at the house, and uh, she said, can I tell you something, Mary Kay and I, and we were sitting sitting around the dining room table, and she said, but don't tell anybody, because they haven't announced it yet. And it's like, yeah. okay, we won't tell. I'm not going to post it on Facebook yet, you know. Yeah, um, I asked her how she was notified, and that was so interesting. She got a phone call. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. But uh, So she'll be there in April, April the 15th in Oklahoma City at the uh, National Cowboy and Western Heritage Museum for that award show. It is pretty special. And, uh, of course, Mary Kay is going to be presenting again for her second year. Uh, They've asked her several times, and we've had conflicts in the past, but it was so cool to go last year. And and I'm not going this time, Bobby. You're not. I'm not. I'm not. Why? Mary Mary Kay's Kay's mother, uh, Mary Kay wanted her to go. And, uh, and. And then the youngest daughter, Cece, decided uh-huh. that she might like to go. And so I said, well, you uh, girls can go and make a weekend of uh, it, and I'll take I'll take care of the livestock and, uh, uh, and, and go have a ball. 
Go have a ball. Yeah. We'll, have a, we'll have a great time. We'll have a great That'll time. be fun for them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I want to mention real quickly, we have a new show that's part of the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network family, and that is live from Nashville. And uh, our guests this Saturday are Dale and Bradley and Surrender Hill, Robin and Afton Salmon. And so we're looking forward to that show. And then uh, I mentioned a little bit earlier, I think when you and I were talking beforehand, that um, John McEwen, uh, mm-hmm. one of the founders of the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band, will be on uh, the week after. And uh, and also Twin Kennedy will be joining us. And so that's going to be a whole lot of fun. But that show has been very, very well received, and uh, we're having fun with that. Mary Kay is my host on that show. And uh, it's kind of different for her being on the other side of the microphone, you know, <laughs> as you could as you sure. could imagine, mm-hmm. as you could imagine. Yeah. But uh, busy, busy things going, and then we are going to be announcing soon um, a trip that we will be hosting to Palo Duro Canyon, uh, just outside of Amarillo, Texas. And so that's going to be a great, great uh, visit for a lot of folks and the horseback riding and we'll be doing some exploring visiting some museums a lot of great food and of course a little music to go along with everything so that'll be coming up the first week in October but uh, that's limited to 18 people so it's going to be a lot of fun to get out and do that and I know you're staying busy we are. You are one of the busiest people I know with your radio show here and the Out West Hour and Rendezvous with the Writer. What's happening? Well, um, the biggest thing on the um, agenda right now, other than those radio shows, is that we are returning to Santa Clarita for the um, return of the Santa Clarita Cowboy Festival, April 22nd and 23rd. Uh, It's been on hiatus for the last three years, and it is coming back, and we will be there hosting the Buckaroo Bookshop. Um, We have hosted that event since 2009 and um, delighted to be back. The festival is being reinvented a bit, and um, it will actually be on the very street our store used to be on, Main Street, and they'll be blocked to traffic, and all of the events will happen there. And the lineup of talent coming is really great. We have Karen Marie, Sourdough Slim, Gary Allegretto, John Chandler, Kristen Harris, uh, Carolyn Sills, and her husband as the new duo, Poi Rogers. And we had talked about <laughs> Carolyn just recently. Um, and then three performers I'm not familiar with, Honey Buckets, uh, Catherine Led- Ledry, and Water Tower. And they're kind of um, describing the music this year as Western and bluegrass. And uh, what else did they say? Sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. Western bluegrass and um, I have to go back to the homepage. Um, Folk, cowboy, country, folk, and bluegrass across three stages of entertainment. So um, we will boots on the ground in Santa Clarita on Thursday, the 20th. Um, in time for their big block party that night, which has a Wild West theme, and then we'll be setting up on Friday, and then we'll be 
Looking forward to seeing a lot of old friends and being in our old stomping grounds on April 22nd and 23rd. Do you miss Santa, do you miss that area, Santa Clarita and that area? I miss the community. I miss yeah. the people. I miss the relationship that we had with the arts the arts commission and the city council and all of our friends that be were performers or came along and volunteered with us um, over all the years that we had our business there. And um, it's not so much the landscape or the weather or the topography or any of that. It is truly the heart of the relationships and the people. It's the relationships that we really miss. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But you're settling in, in Albuquerque. You've been there. Gosh, you've been, how many years now in Albuquerque? Five. Five. We're going in our sixth year. Five. Five years, hard, kind of hard to believe, actually, because we we wow. thought we'd be more, we'd be more New Mexican by now. <laughs> you know, we haven't uh, traveled the state really much at all. We haven't explored. You know, we've been pretty much working and and um, enjoying our time together. But yeah, um, and then yeah. our then our good yeah. friends Andy and Ren Ren have just moved. And they're I headed know. to Alamogordo, and I just saw a post where they were driving down the interstate with a big New Mexico sign. So they have made it to oh. New Mexico. Yeah, so they're actually Mary performing actually, at our at our church. Yeah. Yeah, Mary Kay went over and helped them pack up and, and uh, mm. get ready to go, and so they left early. Uh, yesterday morning? Did they leave yesterday morning, Mary Tuesday? Kay? Yeah, six o'clock. Wow. No, yesterday. Yeah. Oh, yesterday. Wow. Okay. Wow. Yeah. 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 But anyway, but yeah. uh, but a great great addition to New Mexico uh, music scene there. So as well. Mm-hmm. So, well, mm-hmm. listen, we're going to wrap things up. Uh, remember, tune in on Saturday at noon Central Standard Time for live from Nashville. And uh, Campfire Cafe, we're celebrating Women of the West this month. And it is going to be a great lineup that we have coming to join us. All of our shows can be heard at equestrianlegacy.net and then on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iTunes. There are even a couple of others that I just don't know how they've got that, but they do. And uh, just search for Equestrian Legacy Radio and you can listen to hundreds of shows going back several years as well. So anyway... Great, great show today. Bobby Bell, always fun to have you with us. Uh, It's been a blast to have everybody on today on this show with uh, Mary Kay and with Valerie and with Robert. And we look forward to seeing everybody next week. We're going to close this out with a great song from Mr. Dan McCorson. Oh, I almost forgot. You were going to have a closing thought for us today. Well, it's a simple one. Today is National Read Across America Day, and my only quote is, pick up a book and read it. (laughs) Okay, I like that. Pick up a book and read it. And uh, we'll close the show out today with Montana Moon. This is Mr. Dan McCorson. Thanks for listening. Somewhere up this highway, thousand miles or more The girl I love is standing out by our front door 
Every night about this time we both look in the sky When that big Montana moon is shining bright She's up there on the prairie and I'm in these city lights But I use that moon to carry my love to her each night And I can almost see her face up there reflected in the light When that big Montana moon is shining bright I'll be going home real soon That you can be sure Until then when I'm lonesome I've found the perfect cure Even though that moon up there Shines on the seven seas It'll always be Montana's moon to me She's up there on the prairie And I'm in these city lights But I use that moon to carry my love to her each night And I can almost see her face up there Reflected in the light When that big Montana moon is shining bright up there on the prairie and I'm in these city lights but I use that moon to carry my love to her each night and I can almost see her face up there reflected in the light when that big Montana moon is shining bright when that big Montana moon is shining bright